2: What's up, everybody, and welcome in to the new edition of the Backliners podcast, Agro and Barracuda, as per usual, in a clean tech so far, which we love to see. Today, joined by Fine Ok, and for those who are watching on Twitch.tv slash Prediction Esports, you might be noticing it's this wonderful hat that I'm wearing, this wonderful shirt, it's a little dark in my room, that both Barry and I have on. That's right comfy. brand new Backliners merchandise. Cue the switch over to this. Hey, there it is. Uh, I'm going to post this in the chat uh, in just a minute, but you can get your hands on some Backliners merchandise. We'll be sure if you're listening to this, they'll put it in the description and all that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And you can catch it on our Twitters as well. But uh, yeah, come in. It's a great way to support the show. You get our sweet... Little logo and uh, and everyone will be like, "What's that?" And you'll be like, "Yeah, it's a Smite podcast." And they'll go Smite, and then you'll be stuck in a conversation for like twenty minutes. Um, mm-hmm. It's and, like
3: League of Legends, and-
2: right? It's just like yeah. League of Legends, except smaller. That's what I always <laughs> say. It's like a less popular League of Legends. Dude, I went to get ice cream last night, and I'm wearing the the Smite. Uh, this is such a funny story. I'm wa- I'm wearing the the Smite Season Seven uh, World Championship hoodie, and uh, the guy who's like working the register, he's like. Holy crap, Smite! This is literally right across the studio, from the studio. By the way, he goes, "Holy crap, Smite!" Like World Championships, did you win? And I was like, "No, I didn't." And I and I'm there with Mike. I look at him. Oh, no. I look at him and I go, "No, not quite." Anyways, <laughs> it was uh, it was very funny. Shout out to that guy who apparently uh, played Kali in Arena a whole lot i don't know but he, he, <laughs> he didn't play anymore he was like yeah i used to play but i don't anymore because my computer doesn't really have the room and i'm like i don't know oh. what i'm supposed to say to that you know like uh. you could change that if you wanted to
4: did you go into like your whole backstory or just like god no okay good
2: no god no 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 it was yeah can i get my caramel pretzel swirl quite yet sir
4: you know, has uh, <laughs> please uh, get me out of here. True
2: podcast listeners know that I got caramel pretzel swirl. Fine, you've had pretzels and ice cream before, right? Like, it's objectively good. <laughs> you've had pretzels, before, I mean,
3: right? you mean like pretzels dipped in ice cream or just pretzels? Com- no, okay, combining so it's like, with some ice cream on the side.
2: Have you been to Andy's frozen? Cu- it's like a custom, yeah, yeah, place. okay, yeah. Go, go to Andy's. Get a caramel pretzel swirl. It's going to be a, a, little, a lot of caramel and some little pretzel pieces swirled up in your in your custard. And you're going to be okay. like, man, Agro is so much smarter than everyone thinks he is. <laughs> and everyone already thinks he's the smartest. So, like, I didn't think he had any more headroom, but he did, apparently.
3: I I mean, I love pretzels. So you, yes. you guys had a, you've had Auntie Anne's or whatever, right? Yes, dude. Auntie Anne's that's, pretzels that's, that's... Is good that's the only stuff. reason
2: that you go to a mall right yeah, yeah and, really,
3: <laughs> and some lemonade that's, all, that's the only oh, reason that's just the best man that uh, shout outs to whoever
2: dm'd me by the way i got a dm this week saying hey i went i was a doubter i went and got pretzels in my ice cream and you were right it's delicious so shout out to that guy um all right let's talk smite for a little bit shall we uh <laughs> <laughs> i suppose that's <Yes. laughs> kind of what we're here to do um I know it wasn't our last episode that we talked about 8.3 patch notes, and now we're going to be talking about 8.4 patch notes. But that's just kind of what you get. Um, yeah,
4: patch note show. B2. Patch note show.
2: All right, that's what we're here to do. Um, let's talk. Do you guys want to start with the patch as a whole, or do you want to start with the new god Gilgamesh, king of Uruk?
4: Mm, new god for me. New god. Yeah, I think that works.
3: All, All right, cool. new god first.
2: Well, we have fine. Okay, on the show because uh, he has a mustache. Number one. Um, and number two, because uh, because he's a solo laner, and that's where I think Gilgamesh is going to see a decent amount of play. Though I'll talk about where else I think he can see play in a little bit. Um, Ooh. Fine. What what are your what were your initial impressions of Gilgamesh? Uh, h- how have you liked him on the, on the PTS?
3: Um, I, I played him a good bit, and I was having a ton of fun, like ton of fun with him. And that's part of the reason I played him so much. Is just I mean sometimes I'll play a new guy, and I'm like this seems kind of fun, but maybe it's just not for me. Maybe it's more mm-hmm. like a maybe like a mid laner god or maybe somebody you know a different role but i was having a lot of fun with him and i think what's so cool about him it, it's kind of similar to set maybe set and horus where like their kits aren't really that complex mm. and they're kind of simple and straightforward but the ways that you can play them are like you can almost play them in more ways than something like an arthur or somebody you know something like that that just have a, a lot of stuff going on in their kit and um I don't know. I I feel like sometimes the, the simple kits are actually the most fun. Kind of like on her. On her is another good example. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, yeah, yeah. I just had a ton of fun with him. He seems pretty straightforward, and uh, I, I don't even think he's that broken. I think people. I mean, it always happens with every new god. We were like, "Oh my god, nerf is right. ridiculous. <laughs> I'm gonna ruin my game." But uh, honestly, I thought I thought he was like maybe a little bit overtuned. Um mm-hmm. but nothing crazy. And honestly, I'd rather have a god be overpowered than horrible on release so
2: yeah that's uh i think that the designers have talked about that from a general standpoint that that's just a better way to release the gods um i will say it's interesting to me that you bring up that they feel like set and horus because ponpon was lead designer for both set and horus this is a ponpon god mm. in gilgamesh um and okay. pon's usually thought of as like the really complex like true damage like arthur kits <laughs> and that kind of stuff but uh, he shows some versatility from time to time. Young Daniel Cooper does, and and I agree. I think that Gilgamesh is a really good example of just a kit that that flows really well uh, together. Barry, I know you think he must be overpowered because you oh, got a, yeah. you got a pentacle with him, so that's <laughs>
4: got, he cannot be balanced. Honestly, I was kind of same with Fine, where the the God was just so much fun to play, and I feel like every other Smite God's been. I mean, no offense, but like <laughs> it just doesn't feel like. I'm playing, like, a different style, I guess. And Gilgamesh felt like I was playing, like, a Diablo character for some reason mm. in Smite. And he was just so much fun to just run around and just bash people with. I am also, same with Fine, I feel like he's a little overtuned, but not, like, crazy OP. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, no one knows how to play against the new characters when they come out. And then the initial reaction is, oh my gosh, this guy one-shot me. He has to be OP, etc., etc., etc. But, yeah, I just... One of the most fun kits I've ever played with, and it's a simple kit, but wow. the kick is so much fun. And the he does so much damage, really and just super fun kit. That's just, like, my overall, like, thought process <laughs> was just... Literally, I'm having so much fun every time I play this character.
2: Uh, where You guys both mentioned that you think he's a little bit overtuned. If you mm-hmm. had to... N- maybe not even suggest a nerf or anything like that, though. you can if you want to, but, like, where do you think he's a little bit too good. Is it damage output, control, like cooldowns too low? Like w- what kind of comes to mind first when you think about what makes him really strong?
4: When I was playing him, I thought his kick damage was a little too high. Uh, everything else kind of felt in line, but I just felt like I was kicking people for 1 million, but I was also going full power build.
3: <laughs> so
4: <laughs> yeah. I don't know if mine was building, but I was one-shotting people and it was, it was enjoyable.
3: I, I didn't ever go the full power build. I was just going like... Just stuff that I think would be viable for solo. I tried like auto attack builds, tried mm-hmm. some ability based builds, full tank builds. Yeah, um, I, I, you mentioned it. Um, the the two, the kick is that's part of the reason he's so fun. It's just, yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 not even that crazy. He literally winds up for a second and kicks, but there's just so many things you can like stun people in ways you can hit him against the wall. Every time I did it against the wall, you guys know that uh, that scene from The Office where he's like, get up against the wall, be out. <laughs> <true."> <laughs> that's, a, that's what I thought of every single time I did it, and that ability is just really fun. I, I do think mm-hmm. that like. Uh, it goes along with like him being simple, but fun is that his he's just really smooth. Like all of his abilities feel really like natural. He can auto-attack, cancel his one, um, your jump, everything. Actually, in my opinion, I think his ult is a little bit underwhelming, mm-hmm. but his um his two is really good, like Barry said. The damage is pretty insane. And I also think his three is pretty sick because it's just like a really fast leap and the the circle where you land. And all the damage that it does is really, really big. Like you can just fill up mm-hmm. like like the whole fire giant pit with it. And if yep. you have like bluestone and swept thing, like you're just gonna be instant clearing waves at level two with those abilities. So um yeah, I think it's just mainly his two and his three. The fact that his one is always up seems like when you think about that you're like oh my goodness that another high-res like <laughs>
1: <laughs> broken me- another go again.
3: <laughs> yeah broken mechanic but honestly it's not that it's not that ridiculous and it's almost mm-hmm. just like uh it's almost like if he just had a passive that gave him like extra like an Erling passive basically mm. so mm-hmm. uh, it's funny you bring up passive
2: because i was gonna say i've heard a lot of oh the passive sucks like all this kind of stuff i think the passive is really good like really really good i don't know how you guys feel but uh, do you feel uh, barry are you frozen what's going on over there i feel like we might have lost i think we lost him oh fast forward and he's back welcome back oh. <laughs> just you were just really intently comcast. listening to fine it, comcast That's,
4: is great shout out to comcast
2: <laughs> we love him around here um wh- i feel like the passive is super good um fine what do you think
3: uh i think it's kind of just in the in the middle basically like There's some scenarios where, I mean, there's a bit of RNG to it, obviously, because you get a random item, but... Right. um, So it can be good or bad. Uh, I don't really... I don't care too much about how good it is. I like that they're just, like... They're adding stuff like that to the game where you literally have to, like, play a little mini-game to to get something else. Mm -hmm. Like, some passives, you know, they're just... they're they're literally a passive i guess that's why they call it that but like but this is more of an active passive if you will um well oxymoron maybe but uh i don't know i just like that you have to do something like that to it just adds more to the character and and it's still not even that complex like you know you just win a team fight basically or walk over there and i don't it can like it can make for some fun stuff in the middle of the game happening like i don't know like one time obviously i was playing it in solo the where I had to go on the map was actually behind the tier one in mid lane, mm. and I was just like, I was just thinking in my head, I'm like, how am I going to go about doing this? And it's like I just randomly <laughs> ganked mid one time. I was like, I guess I'll go grab it now. <laughs> so it's it's just fun because it can kind of like it can kind of like manipulate the way you play the that mm-hmm. game specifically. So
2: yeah, I think it it also lets you like it gives you an excuse to build a little bit more creatively. Um, and in moments where oh, yeah. uh, during playtests and that kind of stuff, there were a lot of times where I'd be playing him and. I'd get like Shuriken one. And I, you know, I'm, <laughs> uh, you think like, oh, this kind of sucks. But then it's like, well, I just got extra power and attack speed until I need the gold. And then I sell mm-hmm. it. And I'm like, who cares? Mm-hmm. You know, it j- I just got a little mini buff and then some gold afterwards. Barrow, your uh, your thoughts on the passive?
4: I didn't really feel it was too influential. I thought it was kind of strong if they were easy quests to get or easy like places to go to because it's just a lot of free gold. Mm-hmm. If you do sell it, and I sold it basically every time. But I didn't think it was too. Im- impactful but i also didn't really think about it that much because i just kind of like walked over there like it's like a custom game and pts i'm literally just gonna walk over there and get it like it's not like a big deal like wherever it is fine there's one like behind their duo tier two i just walked up there and got it um but i think it's probably a little op if it's on your side of the map you can just easily acquire it i don't know if it's like a is yeah. it like a range thing from um, yeah, you? Yeah, so it, it like detects
2: okay. where you when you hit level five or six, whenever, whenever the passive triggers. Um, it can spawn in a random location near where it's influenced by where you are, okay. but I'm pretty sure it's weighted. It won't be on your side of the map. Like best case scenario, it could be like near neutral half of the map, but I could be wrong, um, but, uh, but I'm pretty sure it's, it's a little bit weighted towards their end.
3: I had a, a couple times when I was in Solo, it was, you know, that that new little um, area where you can walk through Blue Buff? It yeah. was literally right there, mm-hmm. like, twice. So mm. it was actually not too far away. Yeah. Pretty easy to get to, but... Yeah.
2: yeah. You you definitely have some moments where it favors you. I will say I had one... Uh, I think I had one playtest where I got, like, Gem of Fate, and I was thinking, like...
3: Oh, Your I was about to mention that. It.
2: Like, that is the like, best one to get.
3: 900 gold, 10% CDR, and then you get all those awesome items like Pritwin and Arundyte. Oh yep. my goodness, I was about to say, I wish, I hope I get that when I play him.
2: Hitting the lottery, baby. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to pog off on cast. If someone's playing Gilgamesh in an SPL game, I'll be like, oh my God. And John Finch is going to be like, what, what happened? I was like, we got of Fate from the Gilg passive. This game's <laughs> over. Like, no chance someone could come back from that.
4: <laughs> i not gonna lie i had no idea what you guys are talking about until what are you, you said the item
3: okay yeah, yeah yeah it's the arthurian items
4: i don't know the name of the items i don't know the names of the tier threes but like who knows the <laughs> other ones bro? i mean
3: i just know it because it's 900 gold for 10 percent cdr which is arguably kind of bad and i just <laughs> think like but the, 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 but all it's the, the most are so expensive
2: good. right it's the most expensive tier one yep. um, yeah which makes it the some best of the best already. items and then and then you're going to be building like pridwin on him feels really
4: good for yeah sure. yeah um mm-hmm.
2: speaking of items that feel good i think that uh from my uh, and i got a chance to play test a decent amount i've i've talked about it on twitter now so i feel a little bit more comfortable talking about it but during the off season i was working with the dev team and that meant that i was play testing like a bunch of times um (laughs) (laughs) dude you mentioned the the height and like the the gilgamesh leap i remember hopefully i don't get in trouble for telling any of these stories but i think it's fun uh the first time we i played against gilgamesh he went like twice as high with his jump he literally looked what? like he was blasting off into space and i was like "What the <laughs> heck is that? Like, he like came That's over mid lane cool. wall and i was like oh my god what is what is that it was so the same funny
4: speeder
2: yeah he literally like he was it was maybe a little bit slower but it looked like i yeah. was getting chalk alted from the heavens <laughs> like every time he jumped it was just it was fearsome
3: i was like it reminds you know, me go ahead. of the, like the superhero landings yeah from, like, mm-hmm. the movies which is why i think it's really cool yeah yeah yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, it, uh, it it definitely feels really good but um i i will say that he felt the strongest to me with something along the line kind of like an amaterasu-esque build where you know you go ninja tabby uh maybe a frostbound hammer or something like that a talisman of energy try and pump up that attack speed a little bit and then mm-hmm. be able to be pretty sticky fine you mentioned you tried a lot of builds do you have a favorite that you tried
3: yeah i mean it's hard because it's like pts and right you know you can kind of get away with a lot of stuff but i was actually i went a couple games i went kin size so i went kin size animosity stone cutting frostbound and just like a void shield and then maybe like another tank item and that felt really really good i, I was like one-shotting people and still pretty tanky mm-hmm. um that's the build that i enjoyed the most but i think honestly you could probably you could probably just go like bluestone on him and go like a full cdr tank build with like a pridwin and just like all the, the nice tank items like you know like shifters and Anson and stuff like that and uh mm-hmm Any items, but they're you know 30 magical props, but sixty power, you know, but uh yeah, you just go, you can go build like that, I think, and it will work really well as well. And That's I think he's uh got a few ways to play
2: him. Barry, what was the pentakill build? Because obviously that's just the best one. I only have uh, five <laughs> here. Here,
3: let me go search it up. I
4: think I was just buying all of the highest power items, including shifters, which I mean it's kind of a I mean shifter's tank good. items, am I right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Love those tank items. It was Erendite Crusher, Soul Eater Trans, Heartseeker, and Shifters. Okay. I was do, more doing it for the memes than like a real, actual good build, but sure.
2: pretty fun. Yeah, fair enough.
1: Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With the Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to open your free account and start winning Instant Karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply see rules banking services provided by mvb bank incorporated member fdic maximum balance and transfer limit supply
2: um before we move on to some of the other uh like balance changes and that kind of stuff there is a, an update to the conquest map in 8.4 it gets uh it becomes night you know it's um i forget what the, the story s- sad about that the story beat is yeah it's it, it's different and even if I I do. I personally prefer the darker map, but I understand why people wouldn't. But I think even if it were changing in a way that I thought was worse than what it was coming from, I think the ability that just like feeling like it's dynamic, Mm -hmm. even by playing on like a different lighting for a couple patches, even if I think it is slightly worse. (laughs) Turn your brightness
4: on your PC. Yeah, just yeah. turn it up.
2: Just, just get closer. You know, put shine a flashlight yeah. on it. Like it should be fine. Um, what do you think about the? I mean, the darker skybox hasn't actually changed much for gameplay, but the vines added in the jungle uh, for the first 15 minutes of the game. What do? You, how do you think that's uh, that's gonna feel?
4: Where are the vines exactly?
2: Um, you can find it on the 8.4 patch notes, which I'm gonna post yep. in the chat right now.
4: Um, but like Are they all over the map or like on the centralized they, part? They they're of the in map? the
2: centralized part. So think of it as if the if you draw a horizontal line through the map that goes through like Gold Fury and Fire Giant they are on each end of that equator line basically uh all all across it so from gold fury all the way towards right side mid heart oh yes. there are vines that uh that will spawn
3: it's like where uh the ADC, like say your one team is pulling gold the adc walks in to check it's yes. like right there right correct yeah.
2: yep you would either have to break the w- the vines or uh walk around in order to uh, in order to see it and the vines okay. are not hard <laughs> nice. uh yeah we're <laughs> uh actually i don't even know if phantom would work i don't know if they're player deployed. yeah um, I, I would that'd be funny
3: though be. <laughs> you just walk through the vines <laughs>
2: i'm here guys <you> just <laughs> shimmy on through there uh oh so they do fun- function like player made walls it actually says right here um, oh, okay oh. so what are some early thoughts how much do you think this changes jungle pathing skirmishes in the jungle that kind of stuff
4: what's the respawn timer on them
2: they respawn uh, the mid harpy ones respawn when the mid harpies respawn um so even okay. if you uh yeah so the walls respawn oh. when the adjacent jungle camp respawns even if killed mm-hmm. only seconds yeah. beforehand and That's so it's little oracles <laughs> mid harpies are the are the triggers uh
4: i would honestly have to play on it for a bit to get used to it i mean walls obviously change smite every time they're put in yep um I think it's two basic attacks to kill a wall, right? Hmm. Correct. And, I mean, obviously you get screwed by the walls a lot, or they can help you out a lot. I think it just changes smite. I don't know if it's a good or bad change. Um, obviously it makes gods with jumps better yep. in certain situations, but yeah, it's hard for me to say how much it actually changes it without playing on it for a bit. Fair enough. Fine. Are you in the same boat?
3: Yeah, I'm a little bit more pessimistic about it because I just feel like um, we kind of... I mean, obviously, it doesn't really close out the map that much because you can destroy them, but we kind of just open up the map more and then we're already, like, adding a little bit of stuff to... Maybe not... Obviously, it doesn't make it smaller, but it maybe um, closes things off. Yeah, it constricts it a little bit more. I think it can have some, like, some cool um, gameplay aspects. Like, say, imagine you're getting chased around by, like, a, a tank... Cerberus like Cerberus support right and you run over to the gold fury and you're like a carry and you have a leap I guess Cerberus has a leap he's a bad example (laughs) but you know say you're just getting chased by you're getting chased by a tank you use that wall to your advantage like it's going to take a while for a guardian to walk up to that and just like hit it you know right so I think you know there's some things you can do with it but um in my honest opinion I think I'm just a little pessimistic about it but sure
2: fair enough Um, All right, let's get into some of the balance changes. Uh, We'll start with the items, because that's what comes up first whenever you're scrolling down patch notes. Uh, Ornate (laughs) Arrow. um, It now has base 10% attack speed and 5% critical strike chance, decreased the maximum stack count from 25 to 20, and increased the amount that you get per stack on both attack speed and crit. So you get 25% attack speed at max stacks, 20% crit at max stacks, but now it actually has some base numbers on there. Barra, does this make this ornate arrow more attractive? I think that this is probably one of the least purchased uh, ADC upgrades.
4: I actually already like that item, so I mean, it just got better. Easy for you. Yep. <laughs> You're
2: just smurfing on him,
4: huh? I mean, I'm a big fan of Gilded. I've been a big fan of Gilded the whole time. It's been out. And yep. then I played against the, the super OP Death Toll Berserkers build, and I got absolutely tarnished, and that build felt terrible. And then, yada yada got nerfed and i'm back level gilded now
2: there it is Gilded's a place to be but if you go leather cowl now you have a new option to upgrade into leader's cowl it now provides 15 percent attack speed and the passive is different now it says you provide five percent increased power to all nearby allied gods this aura gains a bonus stack for each allied god within 55 units causing it to provide an additional three percent increased power for each enemy god within 55 units, a stack is removed. So basically, it's it's very wordy, but that's what, what you kind of have to do. It gives you 5% power to all nearby allied gods, no matter what. And then if mm-hmm. you're grouped up and trying to rush down something like a fire giant or a tower, you get additional 3% increased power for each allied god that outnumbers the enemies in that area. So... Does this for for either one of you? Fine. I guess we can start with you. Is there any is there any god or any uh, any sort of build where you could see leaders cowl being picked up now?
3: Uh, yeah. I I kind of like I messed around with uh, the hunter's cowl and solo a little bit with just like auto attack characters like Ama or Vermana, and mm-hmm. it's kind of nice. Especially, I mean, I guess it's not leader's cowl, but the other upgrade you get forty five. I think forty five percent attack speed. Yep. Just for for yourself, and like that's crazy on characters like Vermana or Ama, but um. I think I think that might that definitely makes it more viable because before it was just more like a it was like a win more item like yep. it required you to be have more numbers than the enemy team and if you have more numbers then you're probably going to win the fight anyway. Yep. Although there was some niche scenarios like imagine you're all five in base and you just like new all just purchased some items and you just go into the air with you oh. all from base and just like one shot everybody with extra power. <laughs> you can uh, do that.
2: It's like you can do the same thing now, right? Because it's just increased power. Like, yeah, you're feeling good. Yeah, you can do
3: that. Maybe like a Nike or something combo with her passive just increased mm-hmm. power always, but. The only problem I see with the item is that it still has the physical lifesteal on it, right? Plus yes, the 300 health. So. so on characters, like warriors and stuff, physical percent physical lifesteal is not really that great because your autos aren't going to be hitting that hard, and a lot of your damage comes from item effects, like whether it's like Mystical, pridwin, Thorn, stuff like that. You're not actually lifestealing off of any of that, so... um Steel in general for tanks isn't very, very good, so I think that might be the only thing holding it back for like soul lane. But maybe, maybe you could see this on some, some ADCs that are trying to be more, you know, team oriented.
2: Yeah, I think if, if leather cowl becomes the go to starter and you're running a double hunter, you don't really the, the auras wouldn't stack from hunter's cowl. So, if one of yeah. you goes hunters, one of you goes leather, you end up with a ton of attack speed and a ton of power. You're probably feeling pretty mm-hmm. good about that. Bera, any any consideration yeah. of leader's
4: cowl over hunter's cowl? This item seems really, really, really strong on paper right now. Like especially for like fire insane. jump fights. Like Yeah, I'm just imagining like a Fafnir with girdle and you're all grouped trying to burn fire and you have a secure mage and that thing's dead in like three seconds. Yep. <laughs> that seems kind of scary for like from like a competitive standpoint. Kind of terrifying. Um, but actually I mean it seems pretty good that's a ton of bonus power and the attack speed is pretty nice as well and i think it will also be good in kind of death y comps where, you're, where you yeah. want to fight as five more than your front line diving forward and everyone just kind of like holding hands in the team fight i think it will be good there or if you just want to play more like spread out team comp if you know their front is going to be diving you and you know your front line doesn't have to dive then they can just play back i think it will also be good in that scenario but ADC players aren't that smart, especially me. So I don't know <laughs> if I'll actually be purchasing this item when Ornate arrows in the game and I can see like, oh, I can just like automatically get these stats. You know, that seems pretty cool. Yep. Um, but I mean, on paper, absolutely insane. Yeah. Like that actually seems like such a good item.
2: Excited to see if it gets bought, uh, bought because I don't think I've seen a single leader's cowl
4: in all of season eight <laughs> so far. Personally. Never purchased it. Yeah. So.
2: Um, all right. Sentinels Embrace. That's the uh, the Sentinels upgrade. This one's a bit, uh, there, there's a lot of numbers changes, but it's mm-hmm. increased passive aura range from 30 to 55 units, increased its protection for physical and magical, both from 20 to 30, decreased protection split among all nearby allies from 180 to 80, and decreased protection gain while alone from 50 to 40. So even though it has a couple of numbers that say increased, in particular, that increasing the passive aura range is oftentimes... A nerf for this item because you can't just stand next to your hunter and split your protections evenly with them you end up accidentally tagging the jungler or the solo laner or the mage Mm -hmm. whenever they really needed those extra prots do you think that i guess the only question though for this obviously this item is still very good with these changes is it enough to make it not the go-to and keep in mind that we're going to be talking about the compassion upgrade here in a minute, um, which also got a buff. Uh, but do you think this is enough to, to knock Sentinels embrace from its obvious number one
4: spot? To me, it kind of seems like a shift. It doesn't really seem like that big of a nerf. Maybe I'm wrong. It's a but nerf same-
2: for uh, it's. A, it, I think it's a pretty big nerf for characters who aren't building Sentinels embrace. Like it's a nerf for if your support got it, but you're the hunter like you get a lot mm-hmm. less protections and a lot and not a lot less, I suppose, but less protections and they're often going to be split more. Um, but if you're the character buying the Sentinels embrace, I think the idea is that you won't feel like you got majorly nerfed.
4: I honestly, from my perspective, it seems like the range helps it more than it hurts it. Hmm. Cause I don't know how many situations where this person with Sentinels wants to give it to their backline. And it's also affecting their frontline at the same time. I feel like if you want to give it to their to your backline, you can kind of force that fight and force that situation to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just seems like a shift to me, not a big nerf. I'm, I'm not a sword player, obviously. Um, You're just a Shinkton yeah, player. Just Shinkton <laughs> main, bro. That got so
3: OP. Or Ganesh, uh, I
4: thought. <laughs> and, dude, I actually knocked Ganesh out of the pool. Uh, I, oh, oh no.
2: The Banesha is like,
4: down?
3: He that
2: got,
4: yeah that <laughs> kind of sucks right now you literally yeah. do nothing you can't even kill carries anymore anyways it's a shit in my opinion it doesn't what do you seem mean? too bad you could,
2: you could totally kill carries you just go binding into and then you get a magus later on and you one shot carries for free
4: yeah and then you also get one tapped yeah because they're like those oh, this guy's building offense so i'm just gonna build crit now and one tap
2: who cares they spent so much gold on crit that's a win for us let's well, my, my team should play around
4: it just play shington Oh, all right that's that like right, god's right. op fair enough. i promise that god's op
2: <laughs> begging jake promise. and Haddock to play it like please guys it is so OP. <laughs> good it's luck insane. convincing jake uh what uh what do you think fine on on the sentinels change
3: uh i think it's i kind of agree with Barry. it's definitely just a bit of a shift i think i can see the scenarios where maybe you could consider it a nerf because it's just extending more and you're splitting it more but um there's so many playstyles right now where the, the support is like not even peeling their back line, you know, and like mm-hmm. if he's in the middle of the fight or maybe even just like kind of far away and he's still giving it to the somehow giving it to the ADC who's maybe playing pretty far up or maybe it's like a Tiamat who's kind of in the middle of the fight as well. Like then maybe maybe you could see it's actually a buff. But um, but yeah, I think it's just more of a shift and you're about to talk about it. But I think the fact that Compassion's getting a lot better is actually just makes both the items more purchasable and like, it's not just Sentinels embrace every game. Although I will say that Compassion was being bought a good bit um, even before these upcoming changes. So I guess we'll we'll see if it is maybe over tuned now.
2: Yeah, Benevolence has seen has seen a lot of buffs, and, and now Compassion mm-hmm. getting another one. Uh, Increase the passive aura range from forty to seventy units. Increase its magical protection from forty to sixty. It increased the HP five from thirty to forty five. I think the biggest change here for me is that extra 20 magical protection because the the damage that you take on the redirect comes in as magical damage. So mm-hmm. you end up getting tankier to that damage that you're redirecting uh, which which obviously feels pretty good. I don't know. I I, I I from the from day 1 I've been saying that I'm pretty sure that in some you know even though Sentinels was more gold by a lot initially, Benevolence got a buff recently to give it some more gold. And just giving golden experience away to the hunter, there's, got, there's going to be some way to spike someone to level four or level five a wave early or a camp early mm-hmm. or something like that, and pro players are good enough now that that's something that they can play around. Now, yeah, now, now, now. now. When Barracuda <laughs> won a championship in season <laughs> one, <laughs> no
4: one would have been playing. No one would have no been. No one was good enough, enough then. My-
3: <laughs> <laughs> Literally, no one. No one was compassionate back then. They were all just no. mean. Yeah, they're mean. No, me. no awful chance. People. I don't Free know.
2: Prime, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Barry, do you let me let me phrase the question to you in an ADC way? Do you want your support buying Sentinels, or do you want that extra gold and stuff from from Benevolence and then Compassion?
4: I mean, you already know Jake's not going to buy Benevolence. No, nope. <laughs> <So laughs> I, I don't know why you're asking me this. Like, well, which would you
2: not, want? Which would you ask him to buy, and then I'm promptly get ignored?
4: Um, I think Compassion is insane. Like, forty-five HP five is a pretty high number. <laughs> That's a lot of and HP the, five. The range increase is insane. I mean, you just got so many. Free stats. Yep. Like that seems OP. I think support players will still be kind of on the fence about purchasing this over Embrace, but it definitely makes it more attractive. I think it's not like a hundred percent by compassion every game, I don't think. Mm-hmm. But I mean it's definitely looking pretty good. And I I was a big fan of Benevolence and Compassion before. And I think it's already I think it's insane right now. Like you should be buying this. Yeah. Especially on like supporty gods. <laughs> supporty gods. Yeah. It's support-y. <laughs> um, I I think you should just be buying this. I think it's really good.
2: Yeah, agreed. I think this item is very strong. Um, all right, on to Sundering Axe. A change to take it away from my class and give it back to Alex's class, unfortunately. <laughs> uh the de- decrease the bonus damage from 10% of the enemy's current health to five percent of the enemy's current health plus two percent of your total protections from items. So, no longer will Mages be skipping starter items in order to just buy Sundering Axe. Instead, uh it's back in its tanky role. But is it good enough to compete anymore, Alika? This was kind of dominating at the very beginning of season 8. Got the Warriors axe got nerfed. Now Sundering Axe has gotten changed. I think in my mind it's still strong whenever you get it as a warrior, but you're not building as many protections as you used to because all the hybrid items are so good. So, is it is it good enough to compete?
3: Yeah, it's kind of got that same situation as height of the Nemean where there's just so many good bruiser items, but there's not a lot of items that just give you a ton of protections. <laughs> there's like Mantle, Urchin, Thebes, but all three of those items are pretty greedy. So it's kind of in that same spot where, like, if you're building full tank and you have like a Glad Shield and like a Sundering ax you're going to hit pretty hard still, but is it enough? I mean, it does cap at 14%, right? So it's actually a buff for warriors that build enough protections, yep. or I guess any, any tank. Um... But they're also buffing Bluestone, so it's kind of like a a trade-off. Like I I think Mm -hmm. it kind of makes sense, though, that they buff uh, Sundering Axe when Bluestone's also getting buffed, so it kind of just gives you options. Um, Yeah, just the only problem with this item right now is that uh, with the fact that, like, the thing about Bluestone is that it gives you a crazy early game, but also the base stats. It gives you a ton of HP5 and MP5, so even if you get poked out, in the lane because they have maybe they're just like a little bit tankier than you Mm -hmm. the health that you get back from warrior's axe doesn't even like it doesn't even compare to the hp5 you'll have all game Mm -hmm. from from a bluestone you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so it's almost like bluestone's tank tanky stats are almost as good as warrior's axe stats and it's just going to give you so much better early to mid game so um i don't know if this item will actually be purchased too much the only times i would say maybe it's purchased is if um you skip your starter item Mm -hmm. so you don't have that bad early to mid game and you can kind of just buy sundering axe later on in the game yeah. Um but the only problem with that is that if you're gonna skip your start arm, you might as well go boombas because boombas is Yeah. <laughs> uh, that so is Ooh,
2: boombas. So yeah. Yeah. That one seems to be pretty good. We're seeing that a lot in the uh, in the
4: SEC and that kind of stuff. How is it dodging all the nerfs, by the way? Just wondering. Yeah.
2: At... <laughs> it's uh it's good. it's just that I think Okay. the jungle in my mind, <laughs> from my perspective, uh uh-huh. the jungle the jungle starter items just received so much like balance on the the initial the the base versions, and Bumba. I, I think a lot of the feedback was that now Bumba's dagger feels really underwhelming in, in comparison to especially Eye of the Jungle, but Mannequins as well. So the only reason that you'd go Bumbas is for the upgrade, but the upgrade is so much better than every other
4: upgrade. You can also rush boots with Bumbas, right?
3: Yeah, you get to go boots too. Um, yeah.
4: Which, feels Which is good. insane, by the way. You have full boots at two minutes on the map. Level that's three,
3: cool. gank one of the side lanes for a
2: free yeah. kill. Yeah, yeah. That that feels, that's fun to play
4: around. That feels pretty
2: good. I, I would assume that Bumba's is going to be a topic of conversation, for sure. Because it is. Mm-hmm. it has been very, very good. Um, but I also think that trying to... Uh, for me, it's... Bringing, I think Bumba's Hammer, in my mind, definitely needs a nerf. And then Bumba's Spear, as well, like... <laughs> What so does that item even do? Does anyone even know what that impact? item does? I, I honestly yeah. don't. Like, I'm starting to prep for SEC and that kind of stuff. Couldn't tell you what stats are on Bumba or what it does.
3: Like, I, okay, let me guess here. I think it's okay. 60 physical power, 90 magical power. I'm pulling. Uh, something else. And then the passive is you do 30%. 30, I think you do 30% more damage to every like jungle boss on the map. The only reason I know that is because if you go on Mercury and you have a crit build, you one shot fire. Like, you do it so fast. And that does seem but, decent. Let's but start. I d- I don't think it's a But oh, what
4: jungler wants to do objectives. Oh, right? Like no jungler really yeah, wants yeah, to yeah. hit that objective like Right.
2: Yep. Uh Sam oh, in the chat of course bad. defending Bumba's, but he doesn't bring up a good out point of nowhere. Bumba's dagger base stats 50 health 50 mana. That's the base <laughs> stats for Bumba's dagger.
4: Buff Bumba's dagger, increase the cost and nerf the hammer.
2: Write that I, down. The hammer is... Write that down. <laughs> The hammer is really fun. It's just
3: a fun item to have in the game, so you should definitely be careful with how they do it. Yeah. Um but no, just, kill it. <laughs> just kill it. knock it down a little bit.
2: Fine. Okay, Barry. thinking about how he can play Athena solo with Bumbas. Like, come SBL time. Oh, it's fun.
3: Yeah, that's fun. But uh, Barry, just just go Bumbas on ADCs. Don't, you don't have to complain,
4: bro. I've actually been thinking about that. Yeah. So yeah. No way, it's worth it to go.
2: Your base stats, as Sam pointed out, are 50-50 on health and you mana. Skip it. Just
4: yeah, skip it. it. Just what go would like you trans start? start. Trans-2 trans start.
2: Oh uh, yeah, I guess. And it's then a... go
4: like a chalice or something, if, unless you don't need the chalice. to Slam all that HP pots. Okay, all right. I there mean, you go. really don't have cooldowns when you go that item, bro. Like, yeah. it's pretty
2: good. That's that's what I'm gonna leave <laughs> it. It's uh, it's pretty good. Uh, so is bluestone, as Alec mm-hmm. mentioned. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, bluestone <laughs> pendant, ten to fifteen on the base version of the physical power, twenty-five to seventy-five on the the passive. Uh, I I I think that it's pointless to say is, is this item really good now? It's obviously very good. Mm-hmm. Is it so much better that you wouldn't consider another starter, particularly in solo? Um, but also Bara for you is it so good that you would consider going in on ADCs now? Fine, mm-hmm. we can start with
3: you. Um, I would say that it's not so good that it's just have you just have to purchase every uh, every game. Mm-hmm. But the only reason I think that, and the only exception I think is, uh, because of Tainted Steel. Yeah. Um, the upgrade for Tainted, it's just so, it's so sick late game. Not only because of healers, but mages have Soul Jam, people have Life Steel, ADCs have Death Soul, plus Dev Gloves. Like, there's just so much healing in the game. Mail of Renewal, um, mm. that just having a 50%, it's not an aura, because you actually have to hit people to, to do it, but it's basically an aura because you're in the middle of the fight, you're hitting a lot of people, um, Having that late game is actually, I think, definitely better than just doing a good bit of more damage with the Bluestone upgrade. Mm -hmm. Um, And I will say that it's a little bit troll to me that they buff the power of Bluestone when it's already purchased on pretty much every warrior, and it already gives you the best clear in lane, gives you the best early game, gives you a lot of pressure. So I think maybe buffing the base of it was a little bit unnecessary. Mm. I will say that, but... um, but I don't, I don't think this is going to completely put it over the top. I don't know how much, like, I want to see, like, let's just say I play Arthur late game with this and just hit an ADC with eight abilities. How much damage are they going to take from Bluestone? I haven't done the a math lot. at all.
4: A lot. <laughs> <A> They'll <lot. laughs> <laughs> die. Yeah, yeah like a big number to me. If they don't well, have relics, you kill them.
3: They have a compassion on them. They have a shell. Oh, they, have a yeah, yeah, yeah. they have a lotus crown hitting them. They have a No, I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs> 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 yeah, they're going to DDoS you midway through as well. Like, yeah, You yeah, got yeah. a lot oh, of Comcast stuff. Right. Uh, Barry, I mean, on gods like Uller, AMC, Medusa, like Bluestone characters in the past, is are these buffs enough to make you consider it over some of the other ABC mm, options?
4: Probably not. I just think Devos, I'm just going Bluestone Devos. Which would be kind of weird. That would be kind of weird. But I, th- I think Devos is just too strong. And I think if you go Bluestone, you're always like mentally trying to build into a more power cooldown build to obviously get the procs more. And then if you're upgrading it as well, you want the procs more. Yep. Uh, I just think the other stars are a bit too good. I might play around with it a little bit, but I mean the gods that you listed, I don't think are great right now, anyways. Sure. So. Yeah, I I don't know. We'll I'll we'll have to do a little bit of testing with it.
2: Um all right, and last item to cover, uh, alternate timeline. Didn't decrease the internal cooldown on the passive from ten minutes to six minutes. What what's the number? I think we've I think you and I have talked about this before, Bear, on the podcast, but I can't remember mm-hmm. because yep. my brain doesn't work.
4: Um, we literally said this, by the way. Was it six minutes? That that yeah, was the number that we're seven. comfortable with? Yep.
2: <laughs> I think that you could make this item five minutes and it would be fine four <laughs> minutes is where it starts to scare me a little bit and yep. then anything below that i think is clearly op uh fine can you give us your scale kind of like that like where it's you know okay good enough to see play and then like op or scary
3: uh i don't know that's a, that's a good question i don't know like i guess what's, i was what's gonna say I
4: got- sorry uh, like how much health are you getting back
2: let me let me check
3: uh is it like 30 percent?
4: i thought it was 25 or 30.
3: probably something like that
2: let's see uh 25 health and mana
3: okay okay you actually get run- refunded mana as well yep that's kind of cool um i don't know what the scale would be it's weird because i don't think it could ever be an item that you're just like oh let's buy this every single game because it's it's just like unless it was like i don't know you're rezzing every three minutes but right. it doesn't make you do more damage and mages like, you know, usually a mage's job is to just do tons of damage. Yep. So mm-hmm. it might be more valuable to just do more damage with your initial abilities than survive a little bit longer in a fight. You know what I mean? Yep. So I don't know if there's ever, I don't know if there's like a, a scale for it that would be great, but um, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's a, that's a tough question. I would, I would probably say six minutes might be actually a pretty good spot for it because mm-hmm. then, because mm-hmm. then it might, um, in a, like a spot where you can use your relics and in the fight, and then maybe if you fight right after, you'll have that up instead, mm-hmm. and it might help you out a little bit. Yep. Um, but I, I don't know. The, the problem with the item is that if you just get resed in the middle of a fight and you respawn really fast, like it's only like a one and a half second until you respawn. One point right? seven five. One point seven five. Like that's not. Th- I mean, that's not that slow, but it's also not that fast. I, I feel like you're just gonna respawn, get killed pretty quickly. If it took like five seconds for you to respawn. And then the tanks are like, okay, we can't really focus this guy. Like we're not mm-hmm. just going to sit here while we're getting hit by everybody else. Right. Then I think it would make the item a little bit more viable, maybe even OP, but, yeah, um, who knows? I,
2: I will say that I'm curious. I think it's six minutes. It's worth experimenting with characters like Morgan, where you can get value out of going into the back line as a mage, suiciding for your damage and then coming back and you still would have some sort of, uh, utility to provide and like damage that you could you could pump out um mm-hmm. but i think it's always going to be high risk high reward because the stats are horrible um but getting an extra rotation of damage out would be really strong this is going to win i really hope i hope this prediction's correct but i think alternate timeline is going to win an spl game for a team at some point and that's going to be awesome <laughs> i think that would be <laughs> sick and it's going to be really not sick for the players on the other team cuz they are going to baby rage about it for sure. <laughs> Stupid alternate timeline, we killed him once, we have to kill him again, like all that kind of nonsense. I I I hope it's good enough to to win a team a game cuz I think it would be cool.
3: Uh, Imagine a meta where it's just like bot every game. So you just like start picking characters to counter it. Like you pick Scylla. Yeah. You're like, all right, hold your, hold your Scylla ult until he reses. Then you're going to get the reset. Yep, <laughs> you're going to get the reset kill kill in yep. Your Rod of Tahiti. It's just a buff to Rod of Tahiti, honestly, because he's going to be 25% out. But That's too easy for
2: Rod. And it needs the buff. <laughs> to be clear. Rod sucks. Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, we have to run Before we get into the gods, we're kind of running out of time. So we're gonna, here's what we're going to do. We're going to run a quick add uh, with my amazing technical skills, as always. Then we're going to come back. We're going to rush through all the gods and then we're going to get out of here so we can uh, go, do, go about our lives. Um, all right. We'll be right back <laughs> here on the show. Bang. Look at this ad work. Join Ignition oh. Casino, your go-to destination for the best online poker, table games, progressive slots, and much more. Sign up with the promo code Ignition777 and deposit using Bitcoin to get 25 free spins on 777 Deluxe. Bang. That's how we do it. Uh, nice and ugly because that's how we do. Um, <laughs> all right. So let's get into the gods. Uh, we're going to kind of rapid fire these Achilles. Pretty good buff, buff, lost a second of cooldown on his one and decreased the bonus damage taken on his alt from 10% to 5%. Where does this put him in the, in the soul lane meta hierarchy here? Fine.
3: Uh, I'd say he's just like an eight tier god. probably keeps, he's still probably around eight tier. Kind of mm-hmm. just kind of feel like he's, not useless, like, game because he has an execute, but I don't know. I feel like there's so many other characters that just do a whole lot more at being annoying to their backline.
2: Yeah, but how many other characters let you be on every highlight reel forever for rotating mid and getting a
3: quadra <laughs> execute? You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Okay, maybe he's SS. <laughs> uh,
2: Bacchus, big chug buffs, decrease mana cost from 40 to 20 at all ranks, decrease uh, two seconds off the cooldown, 10 to 8. Um, and then uh, increase base damage on the three, looks like by five per tick which ends up yep. being pretty impactful. Barra, you want to see some Bacchus alongside you in the duo lane?
4: Uh, I already th- thought this guy was pretty good just because I think Mirden's really good on Bacchus, and I think you can kind of one-shot people and play team fights kind of interestingly. Yep. But I don't know for SPL if it's actually good enough. I feel like there's a lot of interrupts in the game and a lot of gods that just kill Bacchus, and flopping in is always scary unless it's like a free flop. Yep. I think it's he's all right but i don't think it's really changes too too much
2: uh i'm gonna follow up with what barra said with one uh, one word why i don't think bacchus is gonna be meta and that's ansile thanks for coming to my ted talk um,
1: oh
3: yeah <laughs> yeah just ruins that character boomba's bacchus though that's, oh yeah, boomba's bacchus could be the truth that's yeah, a that, nightmare there
2: you go uh yorm increased the duration of the entire empowered, empowered attack speed buff to, from one second to 1.5 seconds per stack on his two and reduced the cooldown uh on his three was 16 flat now 16 scaling down to 12 as you level it same question from achilles here uh fine where does this leave yorm
3: i don't know that's it's a really good question he kind of in a similar spot as achilles where he it feels kind of useless late game is it uh, like it's real, it's kind of hard to hit your alts and if you're not hitting your alts you're pretty much not doing anything mm-hmm. um but I do think the fact that that's a four second reduction on his three, maybe you could just be a little bit more annoying in the team fight, mm-hmm. um, especially because a lot of times you don't even build CDR on this character. So, do you well, think
2: unless you're Nico and with... you're building Chronos Pendant?
3: True. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> do you
4: think with the lower cooldown, you turn into more of like a setup god than like a, I would say like an assassin? Because I feel like the one time Jorn was really good was when he was like, the Voidstone was like flat pin, and you could build like all those cool flat pin items and on one shot squishies. Yeah. Do you think he could be more of a tank tank character now, uh, or
3: yeah, maybe? The, the only problem is that it, the, his other two abilities aren't really good as tank abilities. True. Like his two, you can just interrupt a ton. You can just walk out of it a lot of the time, and his mm-hmm. one is just like a it's like a measly slow. And if you're not building damage, it really doesn't do a whole lot. Yep. um so that's the only issue i'd say maybe you can go more bruiser and maybe go something like alternate timeline on him so you get your three back up oh. after you die oh okay. interesting Every six hey. minutes baby, yeah, there we we go.
2: now let's
3: go it all comes together
2: alternate timeline you <laughs> coming to a soul and youtube video near you um merlin on Dragonfire. uh it, the changes overall lost some decreased max stacks on the Dragonfire protection reduction increased it per stack it uh it's ends up being 4% at all ranks per tick. Overall, this just makes the the dragonfire damage on gods a whole lot more effective. I know everyone was probably freaking out. I want to remind everybody that Dragonfire Prot Shred no longer works on objectives at all. It is only on gods. And this item or this ability sucks doing damage to gods as is. Personally, I think it's fine. Like it was, yeah, was gonna... three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen percent. Now it's sixteen percent at max stacks all the time. But you're not getting max stacks that often,
4: anyways. I was going to ask you, like, do people? How much are people actually going into fire stance nowadays? Because I know a lot of people were just like ice and void back in the yeah, day. Yeah, more now... than more
2: than it used to be. The the okay. flamethrower damage is actually pretty good now, mm-hmm. um, but the vast majority of the time, you're better off in ice or void. Okay. I would say. If you're going to, like, with Athena being in meta, like, if you get to Athena taunt someone into a Dragon Fire and be able to get, like, four stacks of this, it's definitely your best option, but you're just so vulnerable Mm -hmm. um, whenever you're doing it. Uh, Neath, Spirit Arrow cooldown reduction was 15 seconds flat, now 15, scaling down to 13 as you max it. Bera, does this make Neath better?
4: I think she's only good if you're playing a comp that, like, relies on her ult. Yep. Like, if you're playing to pick people around the map, then probably Neath's good, but I think a lot of the ADCs that are meta right now kill Neath very easily, in 1v1s anyways, so if you're playing Neath, you're kind of just, like, hoping your ult gets you a lot of value, and hopefully people can come over and defend your purples. I mean, it's it's cool, and Neath 1 is really good in teamfights, but I don't know if this will actually bring Neath into meta.
2: I'm sure that you're looking forward to getting Neath ulted more in, in solo lane, fine, if she, if she <laughs> does become meta. I, that has to be one of those characters that, like, if I'm a solo laner, I hate I would hate when Alquang is meta, I would hate when Neath is meta, like these gods that can... circuit. Circuit, right, like free ganks Dina. over there. <laughs> Unlucky, I the last
3: one. I, I, think, I think this character is actually kind of underrated. Uh, yeah. I, I think that she's, so, she's kind of like Chalk, where she's just over the years seen so many different, like, small buffs, small buffs, small buffs, and then Like, I think there might be a tipping point, maybe it's already happened, where people start to play her a lot, and then they realize, like, all those things that they change over the years makes her actually a pretty good character. Mm -hmm. I will say, though, I I mean, I do agree with Bear. Like, she obviously has some downsides, especially in ADC, but maybe more so in mid is where she might be underrated. Oh,
4: yeah, true. Okay. I I thought mid was always, like, pretty good, especially right now. I think she's pretty good, especially with the Bluestone buffs. I agree. Um, By the way,
2: I call that the Guan Yu effect. Guan got like seven buffs in a row, and then it was like, holy God, what have we created? Like, this (laughs) god is just absurd. Uh, Yeah. He got so many buffs in a row. Um, Oleron increased base power from 38 to 40 and increased the critical strike damage on his passive from 50 to 55. I know you're an Oleron main, Barry. How are you feeling good about this one?
4: That character literally sucks. I'm lucky. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that character is literally dog water like <laughs> you cannot do anything he like a by, fish Yeah, <laughs> <he> you <literally laughs> spectral encounter a magical character
2: well i mean it's physical protection you know you're feeling
4: good yeah. that way right yeah, yeah that's great
3: it's you know? the meta as well though right like if, if characters like sobek and jingten weren't so good and instead it was like sylvanas was a top pick or like I don't know, yeah. characters like that that just yeah, did just get completely owned by the ult, he'd be a lot better. Yeah. But you just you just pick the croc, or you, and you just you just run at him.
2: You just get to do it all the time. Uh yeah. Sirket, this is one of my favorite changes in the patch. Uh change on the catalyst passive. Stacks will only be consumed in extra damage dealt if Sir Ket successfully damaged the god. So if it gets eaten by an upgraded shell or an Agus, uh, that is a ton of her damage overall, and I think it's gonna feel a lot better to, to play Sir Ket. And then last breath increased power scaling from 55% to 70%. I think Serket was in the running for worst gods in the game on season eight release. Like she just felt really underwhelming to me. Um, I think these buffs are pretty big though. I expect, I, I think that these, these might be enough to have her see uh, some high level play. Do you you guys
4: think the same? I hate playing against that character. Yeah. yeah. so I, I hope not. <laughs>
3: I think, I think all sidelines do sidelines do and I mean, I kind of agree, Bas- basically just, like, her kit aggro maybe it was one of the worst, but now that people are building, like, and shifters, like, yep. that's the bread and butter of Serket yep. builds, honestly. Yep. And I think we have to be a little bit careful. We'll see. It's, like, similar to Terra. You know how, like, if you Terra ult somebody and they agus, like, the damage, it, you can't agus it? Like right. yep. It just waits to pop until you actually are going to be hit by it, so... Yep. Like, if Terra had that where you could just agus it, she might be a bad character, oh, so be, I yeah. guess we could kind of see um where this will take her
2: yeah agreed uh you were mentioning sylvanas earlier on he's in the patch notes here getting buffed increased post attack <laughs> damage from 35 to 38
0: all yeah. around
2: oh, yeah. no. number one 15 percent scaling on verdant growth the mannequin <laughs> sylvanas that absolutely ruined my early season eight experiences because they were um, on my team is- and it was horrible what are these buffs i mean surely sylvanas solo is going to be coming out soon here fine
3: do, do you, Agra, I, I don't know if you're casting that game, but do you remember when we played Dig, it was season six, it was the very first land game of the whole season, mm-hmm. and it went to game five, it was our sixth set, mm-hmm. and game four, for some reason, Variety played Sylvanas yep. solo, and I played Gev solo, yep, I do remember <laughs> it was that. like we're playing like Kama Arthur, we're playing like Achilles <laughs> versus Arthur, and then all of a sudden game four, Sylvanas <laughs> versus Gev.
2: You're just like, yeah, who cares? So we're we're over it. I do remember yeah. that because I remember saying that Variety was on a team with Nate <laughs> with Ataraxia, whenever Ataraxia yeah, had his solo it. stint. Yeah. And, and Nate loved playing Sylvanas solo because he always said that Sylvanas had more scaling than Poseidon. That like his alt scaled harder than Kraken. Which is numerically yeah. true and also not true in practice. But at it's all. a dot. Right. It's, it's a dot. A, Dots right. are
3: always worse than exactly damage.
2: exactly. Uh so I, I I don't know this Sylvanas buff does not. F- it feels like a, a small nod towards the Sylvanas mains and a in a good luck because it's a,
4: yeah I, can't I don't understand it. this. I mean
2: the increased basic attack damage by three. Remember it's AOE, so it does like it is. Yeah. <laughs> what.
3: <laughs> Tia AOE? oh i thought i think <laughs> thinks sarcastic i thought he was like i know
2: <laughs> i didn't think bear had any acting chops apparently he has a little yeah. bit i just thought he was a stupid adc that's all that's all there no, is keep in, I, mind,
3: uh, keep in mind he can take purple buff as well so not sure only is oh. it increased three but it's increased three per whatever amount of seconds purple bear, buff gives who, you.
2: who do you play week one in spl uh
3: sanguine wait
4: sanguine
2: the Leviathans, you mean?
4: Leviathans. Man, I hope wrong you pick Sylvanas, picks up
2: purple and absolutely rams it down your throat. Yeah.
4: <laughs> also, this patch comes out like three days before we play. Yep. So Should that's just fun. unlucky, you know. Should be
2: fun. Uh, Tiamat, a whole a whole lot of nerfs. I don't feel like reading all these to be honest with you, but uh, a nerf on her passive, she's less tanky. Uh, a nerf on her serpents, they push worse. A small buff on summon storm because that wasn't feeling particularly impactful. Uh, overall, Tiamat feels after this round of balance changes. I, fine, I've seen you playing her a lot.
3: Yeah, yeah. I actually have a big gripe with this change because <laughs> I think that she is really, really good in mid, mm-hmm. but just like a okay solo laner. Maybe not even okay, maybe even like mm-hmm. less viable. Yep. And this basically removes all of her potential in solo lane because you have to build up to 600 ma- magical power to get all of her mitigation. Yep. And that's not something you can really do as a solo laner unless you're trolling your team or maybe you have a frontliner somewhere else like in jungle. Yep. So, it kind of hurts her soul lane potential a lot and I think it just kind of removes a little bit of variety of the from the character. Mm. Um and I think what they personally could have done was just made it scale off levels so that early game you're not as, you know, you don't get as much mitigation, but late game you still get similar mitigation and it doesn't really hurt your the way you have to build her, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. So,
2: yeah, that's interesting. Okay. Barry, uh, you think Tiamat good? Not o- overrated. What?
4: Honestly, from ranked and everything else, she's kind of been across the board for me. Like sometimes she pops off and she's absolutely insane. Then other times I'm like, this character is like not doing anything. Like, yep, actually useless. And I can't really tell exactly what scenarios those are. It's just like some games I'm like, oh, I'm getting one tapped, and she's unkillable. In other games, I don't even see her in a team fight. Like, where'd she go? Right. Um i think this might push her out from competitive we'll (laughs) see but i mean split pushing is obviously always good and being able to force things around the map is always good yep um yeah i this is weird i think it might have jumped the gun a little bit but yeah
2: can we agree by the way i know i got into it on twitter with wilfy um but he said that Tiamat was the best god ever released in Smite's history. We can all agree that that's a preposterous take, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's incorrect. Ridiculous. Thank you. Okay. Whew,
2: I got I, my blood pressure rose instantly thinking about it.
3: Um, Usa, Usa.
2: <laughs> finally, last but not least, Jean Cui actually gets a pretty significant buff here. Increase mm-hmm. the magical power scaling per tick on exposed evil. That's his one from 15% to 20%. That nets him. On that ability, it was 75% of your magical power. Now it's 100% of your magical power. This ability, when Zhang Kui was being played by filthy degenerates like John Salter in the duo lane just hey, a, that was not a that map. long ago, it was because I think a big reason of it was because Expose Evil was really strong. Then it was that mm-hmm. it's it was always on, off cooldown, but now the damage going back on it, I think Zhang is already kind of underrated. I think he might be legitimately good with this change fine you're not that
4: a... just bad oh sorry no you, you think he's bad <laughs> dude yeah you just sunder him and then what
3: what do you mean uh, it's, is, easy be, to
4: get sunder on so it's, many characters now that's
3: true but i think that's all i mean you've always been able to do that zhong just kill him lol but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but to, to be fair like it depends on how much damage he does like if he can do a bunch of damage to all five people while being killed like a lot of times that'll instantly win you the fight yeah um mm-hmm. And I think this is a big buff, and I was agree- I was nodding aggro because I was going to say I think he's probably one of the most underrated characters yep. right now, um, especially in my role. Like I don't know. You said Barrett, but I'm pretty sure the reason Barrett played Jong is because I started playing it in solo, and I was building like Pythag's binding. And then I think the first person to do it was Funball. Yep. They started playing it in duo, yep. and then people were like, oh, my God, this is so annoying in OP. And then they nerfed him and nerfed the items and stuff like that. Yep. But. Uh, I love this character, so every chance that I can to maybe bring it back to the meta, I'll try. So maybe maybe you'll see it.
4: Okay. Yeah, I love this character as well, but I think you just die. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: yeah. you know, Alternate timeline. Alternate
2: timeline. Alternate timeline, baby. Oh, Wait, will the ghosts yeah. still go out while you're timelined?
4: They might. No way.
3: No way no shot no, no there's no way no.
4: some testing <laughs> be so to insane. be
2: done some te- that would be good that'd be sick I wouldn't even be mad about that interaction it would probably need to get nerfed but I wouldn't be mad about it like
4: just buy it on Persephone so you kill her and then you kill her and then she still plays the game
2: there you go that's, <laughs> that's all you gotta do nice and easy um alright time for a random question and oh no I didn't think of one um Barra messaged me a question about Ice Age I haven't seen Ice Age in too long don't want to talk about it so instead, I'm just going to bring it up awkwardly and then move on.
4: Oh, okay, uh, that's fine.
2: That's Bear, How come you never think of these questions? How come it's always
4: <laughs> on me? Not my job. Hello. <laughs> what do you mean? What you're, do you mean? You're a co-host of I, the
2: podcast, right?
4: You literally come to every episode like, "Oh my gosh, I have the best question today." You <laughs> just hold it for fifty minutes. What do
2: you mean? I say that never. I always go, "Oh crap! I didn't think of anything," and, I've, and I try to think yeah. of something on the spot.
4: Except for the few episodes, where you're like, "Oh, I actually thought of a." That's true. The, that's it. Okay, how about
2: this? Um, I'm hungry what? for some pizza, and that's usually how I think of these questions. What I'm hungry for. I haven't had pizza in a while. <laughs> Describe your your optimal pizza toppings what do you like on what do you like on your pizza and also i mean bear is not going to think about any of this but for fine who might be a little bit smarter like (laughs) what what kind of crust Yeah, Yeah, yeah. yeah what what kind of crust are we talking about you like it thin crust a little bit thicker you know describe the the type of cheese or sauce anything's in bounds here describe your perfect pizza
3: oh my goodness okay my perfect pizza i mean i don't know if i have a a really one above all, like perfect pizza. I like a few buffalo okay. chicken pizza, buffalo chicken ranch pizza. Yep, that's amazing. Yeah, maybe throw a little bit of arugula on there. Ooh, maybe uh-huh. and Ooh. Uh, fancy. Eh, yeah, yeah okay. that, just a little bit of greens. You know, to make it a little bit healthy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, no, but that, that's that's probably one of my go tos. And just like a just a standard pepperoni, just like a, a standard pepperoni, like New York style pizza. Mm. Um, just greasy as hell. Like literally nice and dripping. thin yeah yeah yeah. nice and thin um that too okay um as far as deep dish goes or just like those really thick pizzas i have a quick story to tell before we leave please do i, I <laughs> well, when my dad <laughs> my dad had his apartment um when we were younger and me and my me and my brothers were there one time and we all got a stomach bug mm. but we got one of those di deep dish pizzas literally the ones where you like could take a spoon and just like eat it like soup you know mm-hmm. what i'm talking about yep and we all got a stomach bug one time. I, th- I think I threw up like 13 times over the course of like three oh, days. Holy God. And every time that I think of deep dish pizza now, it just brings me It just brings me back to that time. So it's one oh, of those situations I have where it's like – a
2: story like, like that. It's hard for hear me about to eat us it, puking.
3: So. Yeah, everyone wants to hear about us puking. <laughs> yeah.
2: Whenever I was younger, do you guys remember those high Cs? First of all, high C banging all the time. But do you remember the Ghostbuster high Cs that were like – green like neon green they were like oh, plasma no. green
3: yeah,
2: yeah yeah i i drank a bunch of those and ate a bunch of hot dogs and then got sick oh
3: God. and that i a bunch it, of glizzies
2: yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> it, it was rough out there that was uh, yeah ecto cooler that's it falcon xerxes in the chat thank you good call um all right barra go ahead with your pizza and i and if i may uh make a prediction here um oh uh, i don't know i just say i want pepperoni
4: <laughs> oh, i don't know I just say i bought pepperoni there it is yeah <laughs> um funnily enough me and Destiny actually kind of went vegan this week oh so like permanently say, or just for this week well we're trying it out we're gonna try to get more like vegetable like vegan meals in our diet okay because we watched a few documentaries this week because oh, i got did you my watch vaccine. That one about
2: fishing like there's some something about an ocean one uh I saw. I, I heard about it on a podcast. Not this podcast, but a different podcast. Don't listen, <laughs> don't, don't listen to any other
1: podcasts.
2: Don't listen to any other podcasts. But anyways, no, if it wasn't that, that's fine. Seaspiracy, <laughs> that's it. Yes, yeah, chat's spamming it. Seaspiracy. Zach Braff was talking about it on the Scrubs podcast, which is actually phenomenal. If you're going to listen to another podcast... That one is acceptable.
3: It has to be that one. That's I, cool. I listened to a couple of them when I was driving the U haul down to or yep. up to Georgia.
2: Yep. Yeah, they're really they're really good. Okay, go ahead. Uh, go ahead, Barris, to continue your oh. your vegan options.
3: So I assume, just like a lot of vegetables, I'm
4: a big fan of bell peppers right now. Um, broccoli is actually pretty good on pizza as long yep. as it's cooked well. Mushrooms are really good as well. Yep. I like. I'm kind of on the fence on onions, but I'm kind of more. I like them than dislike them. Good take. Um. And sun-dried tomatoes. Yeah. Oh. Oh, oh, so so good.
2: Yeah. First of all, you have to know that you're going to have to get some fake cheese, of course, for your pizza to be vegan. Yep. But even if you're a vegetarian, sweet. let me tell you this. White sauce. And let me, this is my favorite vegetarian pizza. I worked in my own pizza shop and we had like a million of these. White mm-hmm. sauce. Mozzarella pro, mozzarella provolone mix. Cheese. Then spinach. Sun-dried tomato. Onion and feta cheese banging. Mm,
3: that sounds good
4: that sounds pretty good banging i mean i can't pizza. eat cheese but i mean right if there was vegan feta cheese yeah
3: no it's it's banging that's that's uh, really good i thought a couple anchovies i actually really like anchovies on pizza really or just anchovies in general I and do and yeah, um kidding. If you've ever had, if you've ever been to like Italian restaurant and gotten like the four cheese pizza where it's like, I don't remember exactly what cheeses they have, but it's just super cheesy.
2: Yeah. It'll normally like be, me. if I had to guess, it would be mozzarella, picorino, uh, ricotta, and
3: potato. Yeah, ricotta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ricotta is delicious. Yeah, ricotta is yeah. delicious.
2: I love it. Um, all right. I have a million different favorite pizzas, but if I, I will say that if I'm trying a pizza place and I want to verify how good it is, um, and I just want something basic. I'm a big fan of pepperoni and green pepper. that's my favorite like baseline pizza here's another th- Here's another pizza opinion for you. If you have sausage on your pizza, don't give me the like slices of sausage, okay those are bad. Oh, yeah. I want yeah. the little crumblies that's that's a, the, the little crumblies for sausage delicious. They get crispy, they taste yep. great the, the No one wants the circles at all. <laughs>
4: I would agree with that.
2: Yeah, get them out of here. Bacon on pizza's good. Bacon pineapple pizza's delicious. Ham bacon pineapple pizza's also delicious. If you're mm. going to have pineapple on your pizza, it needs to be paired with a fatty pork because that's what gives it the true sweet and salty combination. Mm-hmm. Um, cheese with pineapple, miss me. If you're adding bacon or ham, I'm in. What That's that's the big thing that everyone wants, wants to know, though. Pineapple on pizza, yay or nay for you two? Uh...
4: I mean, I'll eat it if it's in front of me, but I'll probably never order it.
2: Yep. Sometimes I get in the I'm, mood for a Hawaiian pizza.
3: I'm kind of the same. I love pineapple. Pineapple is one of my favorite fruit. and Although how it does do horrible things to my mouth. It gives me so many ulcers. But um, I love pineapple. And I don't personally eat it on my pizza. But I would eat it if it was in front of me. But I will say that the people that are like... Uh, just religiously against pineapple on pizza are a little bit crazy because, throughout the in- entire culinary industry, people combine sweet and salty like with literally everything so. all the time.
2: I know it's ridiculous. So.
3: Just get off your high horses.
2: Seriously, enjoy some Hawaiian pizza, man. That's what that's what you got to do. Uh, thanks for everybody for, for watching and listening to Fine. Thanks for coming on. If you guys want to see, of course, the best Soul Lane content out there, twitch.tv slash Okay, <laughs> or on YouTube. He's posting YouTube videos all the time. He's got montages, all the kind of good stuff uh reminder that we just released our merchandise so that's sector6apparel.com slash collections slash backliners but it should be in the descriptions of this video and and on the podcast and all that kind of stuff and make sure you're checking all the other prediction stuff as well uh thanks everybody for watching slash listening and we'll see you next week barra do the thing
4: Bye. also buy bolts in-game stuff and jade dragons in-game stuff thanks bye love you (laughs) Bye. bye